Welcome to Old School. Mark Thompson here, Michael Shore, John Arola, and it is a, a terrific panel. Already we've been asked on Twitter, with Jenk not here, how come we're starting late? <laughs> That's a great point. Which I was is, more concerned was with here. finishing on time yeah. Than, yeah, yeah. than starting late. Well, Michael, you'll note uh, for those who are watching as well as listening, because some are just listening, I'm aware. Well, we know. But uh, Michael has this sun-kissed look, doesn't he, John? Yeah, he does, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's from ready. Exactly. I'm, uh, you got to get ready for that presidential election. I do have to get ready. <laughs> <laughs> on the road. Right, I'm the 26th candidate. Do you find that? So obviously you're out in the sun a lot. Like I, yeah. I happened across you in Detroit, and you were getting sun. Yeah. Um, do you find that in terms of like? Exercise and stuff. You're out on the road. You're walking around. Is it good for you? Is it like helpful for you? Well, it depends. In 2016, no, because I was less conscious of what I was eating. I was eating like crazy. Um. Uh, I like to eat, and and mm. so when you're doing these things, you're invariably in places with bad food, you know, unhealthy food, and you seek it out. And you wouldn't seek out as much unhealthy food as I. But that was 2016. Me. I am now. No, you're a new. I'm you're somewhere, woke. I'm now, somewhere, but well, I wouldn't say. <laughs> Are you food woke? I, I'm not. I'm woker. I'm, okay. I'm drowsy. That's a walk, actually. <laughs> What's that? Nothing. Never mind. All right. Let's move past it. Um, anyway, but uh, yeah, no, there, but yeah, but you do walk a lot, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I walk much more when I'm doing that than when I'm in Los Angeles, where you mm-hmm. never walk. Well, and again, just to get everybody up to speed, who might not know, I mean, you're covering candidates. You're you know you're covering politics, and so that's where you've been. You've been yeah. on the road doing all of these different stories right. and following all these different candidates. Yeah. But I had real FOMO about the uh, Iowa State Fair, which I went to. In 2015, and I couldn't this year. I was anchoring for the other network that I work for, and anchoring's great. I was pleased, honored, you know, all that. There's nothing like the Iowa State. Well, if you want great food, there's nothing like deep fried buffalo colon or whatever. Or fried uh, fried butter. How about fried butter? (laughs) Yeah, where they actually fry the butter butter and you eat the butter. But the corn is. I mean, it's just seeing it is great too. No, I get it. But as even as I watch it, I think to myself, wow. To be a candidate, you've got to do such crap. I mean, you've just got to do such. Yeah. St- there's so many. There's so many disingenuous moments, and the mm-hmm. Ohio, no, uh, yeah, the yeah. Iowa State Fair is one of them. Well, State Fair, yeah, no. Question. Yeah, State Fairs generally. Yeah. You know, if you're, if you look, but the the point is, all of these candidates have to do this crap. They right. all have to do. That's just one example. That's like maybe the but hood is ornament it disingenuous? For it. That's the great. Question. Like well, for some it is, for some it's right, not. Right. If you're a senator and you like being among the people and you like this interaction that's part of your profession, is it disingenuous no, to go there the and shake hands part. and talk? Not the people part. Oh, it's the enjoying the, the, the hot dog. Oh my God, oh, you yeah. know, pass me oh, that yeah. deep right, fried, right, you know. Right. Of I mean, that, that part sounds pretty good. I don't necessarily want to ever talk to anybody, but the food <laughs> sounds good. Um, I mean, look, you, you talk to a lot more of these sorts of people than I do. How, I mean, obviously, we can see like like Joe Biden or whatever. For all that I disagree with yeah. him, he seems to really like mixing it up with people. Well, he also loves ice cream. There's no question. Yeah. I mean, it's like he loves ice. He's always loved it. He loves ice cream. So, how many of them actually want to be at this fair, talking to a person about the Oreos they just fried? I mean, they don't want to be at the fair necessarily talking about the Oreos. They all want to win, and they mm. all want the attention that comes with it. And that doesn't, you know, I'm a, sort of of the opinion that not I'm not cynical about politics. Like I think that it that these people, on balance, most of them do it because they care. Every single one of them has an ego, and politics hmm. feeds that ego. And I don't think having an ego is the worst thing that you can punish someone for. It's doing nothing, right? That, that's worse than having an ego and trying to do something. But that's the only universal thing: is that there is there these really powerful egos in with among politicians. Most of them, you know, don't get anything done because it's very difficult to get anything done. Most of them go there wanting to try and do hmm. things. So when they go to these fairs and they're talking to people, this is their avenue to that, and then this is the adoration. It's no different than you know you were in Detroit on the stage. You weren't doing it for the adoration. Um, no, I you was. were talking. Well, you actually, were. Never mind. I thought, it was actually a significant. Part I totally of the thought you were somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's a nice bonus, right? But you're trying yeah. to spread a message and change some minds and let people know what's going on and and you know and BTYT Army and all of that. Uh, and that's really invigorating, right? Well, this is invigorating for them in, mm. in the way that satisfies them. I just think that we penalize ego so much. Ego is something that not everybody has. And well, for those who have it, it's it's just part of their personality. There's a distinction between ego and egotistical. And right. the you need the ego, the healthy ego to feel of uh, 
strength about your opinions and, and, and a desire to follow through on what you feel is, is best for the nation or for, you know, uh, the lives of those who are, you know, right. uh, in your charge. But if you're egotistical, then you lose sight of everybody who's in your charge and those who are yeah. trying but, to serve because you're so concerned about right. yourself. Well, but can you be, I mean, I, I don't know, that it's such a subtle difference. If you have- I don't if think there's a subtle difference at all. Well, maybe that's why I'm asking you to, to define it more. If you are a, if you have a big ego, or if you have a big enough ego to run for office, whether it be alderman or president, right? You, you have, there's some ego in you. What, what, where does it jump to egotistical? Where you forget about it, where it's all about you and not about anybody yeah, well, else? Yeah, well, it doesn't have to be all about okay. you. Where some significant right. percentage is about you, then no, you no, become that's egotistical. Fine. That's fine, yeah, yeah. I think, okay. you're, I think the healthy ego is, I think I can make a difference. Right, you know? yeah, yeah. So that, that is yeah. the, you know. Yeah, can I ask you something? We can return to the Iowa State Fair, because I am interested in it. But you brought up the, the ego, and I, I suddenly started thinking about, you, you have a son, yeah. So I'm in the process of thinking about the potential of having kids. Right. And um, we, uh, me and my partner, we, we have different fears about certain aspects of what it's going to be like to grow up in the modern era or whatever yeah. in terms of technology and screen time and stuff like that. Um, but the the fear that I hear people say is that everybody's growing up in a time of like ubiquitous social media and everything, and they're all so worried about their public image, like almost like they're yeah. all influencers, basically. Right. Uh, you, I mean, you have a sample size of one, but right. what, what's it like? It's tough. I mean, you know, because it, it's different, and it was different for our parents watching us watch television all the time. Probably, it was different from any parent to see that. But this is so different <laughs> that it's hard to. It's it's really a rough thing about parenting right now because you see these kids who isolate themselves. Right? We used to talk on the phone. Right? They never mm-hmm. talk on the phone. They barely text. Right? My son really? and his friends. Everything is they snap each other, or they, or they, you know, in the case that there's someone who doesn't have Snapchat because it was taken away, they Instagram DM each other. I am whatever it is on Instagram. I don't have Instagram, but, but it's it's the it's, it's this whole that's the, this whole way of communicating. They don't understand. He can't understand that I speak to my friend on the phone. I can speak to a friend on the phone for an hour. I mean, my I son, it almost blows never him talk away. on the phone. You might not because you, but, but you're also, you know, a year or two. But I did growing me, up. But, like I remember yeah. getting like a few people's phone numbers and who we're gonna call or, right. or whatever. Like I remember. Yeah, that. no, no. It's a, it's not a thing that year. people do. <laughs> it's <laughs> clearly not a thing that people do as much, right? That, mm. That's clear, and that's the time, sign of the times. But it's so they're so buried in this now. And I don't condemn it because they're all doing it. I condemn it sort of in a societal way because, you know, one of the great things about taking a ride, right, is to see the dumb signs and people walking and look at that guy driving and look at that. But when did that building come down? When did that store open, right? My son and all his friends are like this the whole time they're in the car. Well, it's great when they're four and it stops them from asking all those questions and keeps them <laughs> quiet. But when, when you want them to sort of be stimulated by the world and they're Or not, to understand the English language. Or to understand the English language too, or the Spanish language or any other language. Yeah, so but while you're looking at all those signs, Michael, there's a lot of good snaps and stuff that you're They're, missing out on. I'm totally missing out on that. Yeah, yeah, so I mean, and I, don't, I don't mean it's like an old funny, I realize this is what it is, so I don't reprimand it because that's what all everybody's doing. And is it, it's just it's hard all to of get them. used to. It is it's not all of seventy percent. It is. All listen, my son's a fourteen-year-old boy, right? Damn, he's fourteen. Uh, I know geez. he's going to be fifteen in like a half hour, and and he's <laughs> um, he, he he doesn't read, right? Mm. None of the kids read, but there are a couple of kids who are sort of who read more. I didn't read as a fourteen-year-old boy. I, I didn't. didn't. Did you? Yeah, yeah, I didn't. I I began reading again, but I didn't as a fourteen-year-old boy. Uh, but they don't even follow sports teams. They follow a sport or a player or a line or something like that. It, the allegiances that we had to teams are gone. And that's, no, that's sort interesting. Of, it's really interesting. And sitting and watching an entire game, I think it really messes all this stuff, messes with their level of concentration. But it's but it is how it is. Like I don't he's not in trouble for it, right? This is mm. just what it's like. It's well, me who has to adjust. But you know, today, it's just so weird we're talking about this, because today up in the Bay Area, in San Mateo. You which, commute to a you do a radio I, show I up fly, there. I back, fly yeah. there right. and fly back. Right. And uh, on the peninsula, which is just south of San Francisco, uh, there's this San Mateo High School. It's the biggest uh, public high school in, uh, in in San Mateo County. And they started something today. This is apropos of what we're talking about. All the kids who are attending school have to put their cell phones in a pouch 
at the beginning of school, and then it's sealed for the entire day. Sounds until, like a Dave Chappelle show. Yeah, it's that's it's so funny you say that because that's the story I told when I went on, went to Chappelle's concert in Vegas. Oh, really? That was the first time I'd ever been exposed to it, and I thought. Mm-hmm. This is weird, but then, and now it's not weird at all. You see it in a lot of different venues, in a lot of different situations. But anyway, uh, they said that the the degree to which kids are were engaged and, and are engaged, and it just, it's, the whole so experience much, yeah. has changed. Yeah, yeah. and I, that they're, they've got to go in that direction at some point everywhere. But uh, it's not going to go away, but just the kind of reeling it in to get people to engage. These kids yeah. are not as engaged as we were. And my, uh, my niece just got back from summer camp at which there was also uh, this rule, which is no cell phones. And so yeah. the, and, and, and my, my sister is saying, oh, the whole experience has changed. They're, you know, the kids are talking yeah. to each other and they're just engaged in other ways. So it definitely, you know. And they get used to not having, my son went to a summer camp where they did that too. They get, you get, they get used to not having it pretty quickly because yeah. nobody else does. Mm-hmm. But you could be like, you could have four kids come over to your house, hang out, whatever, sleep over, all that. And that four different people sitting in a room looking at their phones. I mean, it's, they're not talking to each know, other. They're not talking to each other a lot of the time. Are they or doing a thing games. on the phone with each other? Sometimes they are. Sometimes they're not. Sometimes they're doing their own thing. Sometimes so they're they, playing games. What are they doing? I, they, you get the answers that you get from fifteen-year-old. I mean, they're doing. You know, I keep up with him and what he's doing. You know, nothing that's terribly interesting Being to me. Being radicalized, horribly in ISIS. nefarious <laughs> that I can tell. You know, and I work hard at it, and so does his mother. But. It's, um, hmm. you know, it's, it, it, but it, I, again, like, I, I'm not the old, stop doing that. I, that's just what everybody's doing. But my so. girlfriend, I go to dinner oftentimes, but she'll be on her phone looking at stuff, and I'll be on my phone, and, and you know, not a word is spoken for, you know, a no, half hour right. or whatever. And she's texting me, and you're right, and playing I'm, a and game. I'm texting yeah. her son, going, right. what's yeah. going on? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the father's really coming out about yeah. the cell phone use. See, um, I, I try, I am all the time when I'm by myself, yeah. and ideally, I'm by myself, but when I'm not by myself, because there's other people around and they occasionally infringe on my time, um, I try not to use it. Like it's one of the reasons I'm so into like board games and things like that. Yeah. Like people get together, I don't have my phone for a few hours, and we're just it's doing great. something. Yeah. Um, and when I get, have I said technically I'm married? So my wife, when uh, when my wife and I are out. We very, like every once in a while we'll check something, but usually it's like when we get a notification, we'll right. respond or something. She went from partner to wife in this yeah. show. Yeah, the reason quickly, I said yeah. partner is because it's, I'm only sort of married, it's, it's complicated. Um, that sounds like the next thing we're gonna talk about, but go no, ahead. No, no, yeah. I, I really can't go into okay. much detail, unfortunately. Right. Um, we'll text but we try it. not to, exactly. Uh, actually, I feel like I should check my Snapchat, is that okay? Just stick, stick around <laughs> for a second. Um, I try not to, like I, lo- when my favorite experience, and this is sad, is getting done with like a night hanging out with friends and realizing, oh, I haven't checked my phone in five hours. Right. Because that, like you were engaged and you weren't thinking about it. And I just, I wonder is, what is, like, Will it swing the other way? Will their kids like all be hikers or something? Well, I think that probably there's a backlash. I don't know. They'll be hikers. I'd rather you know, I'd rather no be on my phone than hike. Um, <laughs> um, uh, I like hiking. What's hiking? I know. I know you like hiking. Um, but I, the, I, I think there's got to be some kind of a backlash. Some some kind of a back. You know, not like a. Not in a punitive way. I think that they're going to. People will realize eventually there'll be some sort of balance. No, there won't. No, there won't. That's completely. That's completely wrong. And uh, the fact is, yet again, Michael Shore, you're so far (laughs) off. Uh, This is like saying in the early days of computers. Well, I know everybody's obsessed with these things right now, but there's going to be a backlash, and we're going to get back. It's different. Those were far more. I do think it's different. I think there there is something sort of the um, the becoming. The loneliness of it, or the the, the solitary uh, use of this all the time, I think will manifest a change of some sort. I don't; these aren't going to go away. Our reliance on social media likely won't go away. No, our I mean, immersion in them is not going to go away either. Your point about loneliness is a good one in that it is it has a corrosive effect for some people over time if yeah. it's not you know if this stuff isn't augmented by a, a real life experience, right. but. I don't think it's gonna, I really don't think it's gonna change. In fact, I I find each month with all the new apps and all the different ways that interactions are developed and all the uh, 
the new dynamics, even within this basic dynamic, all of that innovation, I think, is only going to create. So you're more seduced by that stuff than yeah, you were before. I think, See, I think, I'm less so. Like I, when I a new game, I'm not interested in a new game. I'm not interested in new fun. But that's also me because I'm not. I'm sort of a luddite with this stuff. I don't know much about technology really well. But I, I find when I'm, you know, that I'm less interested in this thing. I visit like three or four places, and if I can't sleep, I play Hearts. You know, so like there's <laughs> there's nothing that I that I you know, and I would love to. We were talking about this before the show, actually. Like, I would love to get rid of Twitter um, and not look at Twitter. I'm that's the one that I'm most addicted to looking sure, at. Sure, me too. And, me too. And it, yeah. it's and, and that's a problem. You know, I, I wish that I weren't. Well, um, it's a problem because I can't figure out whether for society, Twitter is which which dispenses or, or gives you access and awareness of so much information, so many articles, so many uh, great things come from this world of Twitter that uh, honestly, I can't see where they would come otherwise so quickly and, and, and with such such high visibility. But at the same time, so much negativity, so much hate, it spreads this, this um, artificial sense of the world, yeah. you know? Uh, it becomes an echo chamber. It becomes a lot of things. Anyway, I can't figure out if it's a net positive or a net, a net negative. I really can't. I'm, yeah, I'm, I, I, th I think that it has its positive moments. I think net, it's a negative, but I do think that it's it's positive moments are overpowering, right? I mean, the ability to spread word and news and awareness yeah. Um, yeah. has never been duplicated, right? It, it felt like back when Facebook had been around for a few years, I felt like that was, you're getting a lot of stuff really fast. It was nothing compared to Twitter, obviously. Yeah. And so hypothetically, there could be something beyond Twitter. I mean, I know there's a million other social media apps or whatever, but nothing nothing quite to the level of Twitter. I guess there could be something after that. I mean, I know some people love Snapchat. I personally think that video is obviously popular and video is not going away, but video is incredibly inefficient in terms of your time. Like it takes way longer to watch a video than to read a tweet or anything like that. Um, in terms of the negativity, like I, both for my job and also because I find it interesting, I can't like, Leave Twitter, but I would cheer if it was destroyed. But what would <laughs> like happen? if it came down? Right. I would I'm, just cry I, sweet tears. A hundred percent. But what would like what would happen if you left Twitter? I mean, for my job, I have to be on. I Twitter. have to be on my Twitter yeah. for my job too. But do I have to? I mean, I mean, it doesn't seem to be doing much for me. Right, that's what but, I mean. Do I have like, yeah, I know more stuff. I know it quicker. I can see where you know Michael Bennett's going to be campaigning on Thursday without having to really search for it because does he just threw that? it. Nobody does, but I'm just for, I do for my job. Mm -hmm. And and so it's there's this <laughs> idea that you know what if I didn't have it? Like I mean, so what? Right? I mean, it would. So what? Nobody's waiting to see what my next tweet is, and there's no one whose next tweet I'm dying to read. I have to read, right? Um, but if something were to happen, I'd be jumping on Twitter and looking it up. When you get up in the morning, or whenever you get up, do you the morning, look usually. at, uh, <laughs> which news site do you look at, and do you look at those news sites before Twitter, or do you check Twitter first? Twitter first. I, first, yeah. I go to yeah. email first before I check the Twitter. Before I check Twitter. Okay, but Email's but hell. after email between the news sources and Twitter is what I'm asking. Well, I get see I you get so an email blast from I get an from email from, from newspapers and I go into those papers. So that means so that you go to the papers first. See, I don't get that. I just do Twitter and then I'll check either my RSS feed or Reddit. Yeah. Like a next See, I that. don't even know what those are. So <laughs> that makes it so easier RSS for me. feed I is just it. Like you sign on to different sources of news. Yeah. Like Politico or whatever, the, the climate section of the New York Times or whatever. Like it can be specific, and you automatically have a list that's populated by information from the sources, and you can have it segmented yeah. out. Like I have one for politics, one for world news, one for science, so one for gaming. Be, I mean, in, in, in a sense, um, you had me until the gaming one, but uh, it, in, a sense, in a sense, you wouldn't need Twitter. If you have nah, the it's RSS still way feed. faster. The, the RSS feed still relies on like the New York Times publishing an article that then gets sent to them. It's still, it's still slow. Okay, all right. Reddit mm. is pretty fast, hypothetically, but again, that's mostly aggregations of links. What do you go to Reddit than, for? Uh, everything, basically. But <laughs> some some news, I do get news there, and especially world news, because the, the news sites that I go to generally aren't great on world news. And so if I'm gonna get that stuff, I have to go to a place that specifically has people from around the world posting to it. Um, but also for any kind of gaming or but is is, is Reddit anything. user generated stuff though or is it like copy edited real stuff? 
I mean, it could be, it depends. Like, so right. Reddit is made of subreddits. So there's a politics subreddit. Yeah, there's, a, there's a fitness subreddit. There's a Nintendo Switch subreddit, whatever. These are communities. That's and the some of the communities. On Nintendo Switch, exactly. Right. You probably want to be on there. Fortnite subreddit. Sub like, mm -hmm. um, uh, any particular diet will have a subreddit. And they're, they tend to be, they're controlled in different ways. So they can have moderators. Some are more community generated or whatever. Um, a lot of the stuff, like for politics, it's just links. So it's Can you do New a York Reddit? Times articles? Like, what do you like, mean? Meaning, like, is there like? <laughs> what was it? What are you asking? Can you do, do, can do a Like, can you? Can John Iderola start a Reddit? So yeah, probably. Okay. I don't know. I've never tried, but I post on some of them. And let's so, like, let's say, you could probably start a subreddit. So if I go to, if I go, I don't post on politics. The only ones I post on are non-newsy. So like, I like a board games. Our board games is the subreddit for board games. I could post a link and it creates a link that people can click on and it has a little forum and people can talk back and forth and you can reply on there and stuff like that. You can post pictures or whatever. Okay. And for news, generally, like in the politics one, it's not just like people like, hey, here's what I think about the news. It's here's a link from the New York Times, here's a link from the Washington Post, here's like it's that. And is every subject covered? Like, I mean, is there like, is there? A, I mean, in the past, there were a lot of really dark subjects that have had to be banned as Reddit right. has gotten. Better, but I mean, are, are there like fan pages and like? Are there yeah, individual people every, will have yeah. subreddits. The Young Turks has a subreddit. Like anything. What's basically. A, so? So Reddit is made up entirely of subreddits. It's it's just the I guess, it's just yeah. the whole thing. Okay. Yeah. And the creator of Reddit, creator of Reddit was a founder of Reddit. Just like a twenty. I think he died when he was twenty-seven. Right. He was. A, oh really. I thought he. I thought he Didn't was still he, alive. I thought he married Serena Williams. Or he uh, is still alive and got married to Serena Williams. I think he got one married to two. Serena Williams. It's, it's got to be really one sure. of those two yeah. things. Right? I so, think if it's the guy I'm thinking of, there's a yeah. fork in the road. No, no. Right. Somebody should tell Serena Williams that yeah, she's that, single. That her, that but her anyway, husband died back when he was 27. <laughs> right. That's going to yeah. only bring disappointment. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you can continue this charade as long as you want. Yeah. Uh, Wow. Well, that was that was that was interesting. But anyway, that's a place to get news too. But Twitter do you know is all to be this the best stuff, or are you just playing along like you do? What I mean, sub Reddit and subreddit yeah. stuff? I got that. You do, but you, you knew it Reddit? going in. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I go to Reddit. It's, it's an app. I know it is. It's I don't have it. I'm not addicted to my phone <laughs> it's like on my phone, you. Are. I, swear. I don't go to Reddit when I wake up in the well, morning. Well, maybe if you had a Reddit. And a subreddit. I'm fine without it. Like I'm yeah. fine. I know enough stuff about what I need to know stuff about. I All feel right. like right. All right. Yeah. That's the thing. But like, have we reached peak knowing stuff? Like, what else? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, in the like morning when you wake more? up, do you need to know more? I mean, I'm not saying do you want to read a book about the building of Panama Canal because that's fascinating. I don't know. Have you about read it. a book about? The no, I'm just saying. I'm just you saying. Know the that, guy like, who. He died. Yeah. Yeah. No, he, he died. He definitely died. Right? Yeah. He married <laughs> Venus, actually. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But what I mean is, like, I don't. There are things that you can learn more about that are interesting, right? You may want to know more about the Korean War. You mm -hmm. buy a book about it. You read it, right? Whatever. But do you need to know more than you know when you wake up in the morning? Oh, like with the Reddit and the Twitter and the Snap and the email and the kind papers of. and the RSS, you do. I want to. Like, it's over news. Like, I. If something happened that I feel like I need to comment on, or if I need to prep it for the show or something, I want to know about that as soon as I can. Right. I mean, and the, the, the thing York, about Twitter, the New York is, Times would come right before the the yeah, the, but they can the, only cover so much stuff. It's all the news that's fit to print, John. Yeah, um, that's what they say. Uh, the the um, but but you felt after you read the Times at that time. Of, of American history, that you knew everything, right? I mean, they, not every. You I don't had mean a it sense that way. You had yeah, a sense true. of things is yeah. a better way to put it, right? Yeah, but right. the thing about don't, Twitter is that it's it's it doesn't it doesn't naturally have well, it has some gatekeepers, but it doesn't naturally have as many gatekeepers. Like like CNN covers a lot of stuff, New York Times covers a lot of stuff hypothetically, but they tend to come from the same sorts of sources all the time. Whereas true. Twitter, like I follow organizers and activists and candidates that haven't risen to the level where CNN gives a damn who they are yet. And so if I were to only rely on those sources, I would literally never hear that's, from these people. That's fair, that's fair. And I think that that's what Mark was, when Mark hit on it when he said that you get a sense of things, right? And then if you read an article in the New York Times about, what, we'll go to the building of the Panama Canal, you're not gonna get everything that happened. You're not gonna get the, the Chinese laborer stance, you're not gonna get the Barbadian shippers mm -hmm. stance, you're, but you could then go on and read more about it later. Somehow. I really, I want to know if you're just BSing or if you literally know a lot about the building of the Panama no, Canal. No, I don't know very much about it. I've, oh. I've been to the Panama Canal. I just oh. thought of it as a thing that when I saw it, I I was just blown away by it and I mm -hmm. wanted to know more about it. And I don't know very much more than when I was there. But the, the whole 
What I mean is that it's interesting the way we consume information now, obviously. And um, I guess my question was, do we do we try and know too much? Now? No, but this, 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 you're saying, do we try to know? And what I would say, if you're not trying to know, you're scanning a bunch of different things to get quick updates on a bunch of these things. Right. And then you've kind of either bookmarked mentally or bookmarked Actually, literally yeah. uh, these spots that you're gonna go back and check out more of. So I think at least in the morning pass, you're just sort of trying to get a feel for right, things, you right. know what I mean? No, uh, I, that's true. And I, I guess that's what I do, and we all right. do it in different ways. I mean, mm -hmm. I, you know, but it's, uh, it's, it, it just feels like there's this overload. And I, the gatekeeper thing is an important thing, right? That the, the fact that there is no gatekeeper, the, the drawback to that is also editors are important too. Right, and, and I think and, that the and, editor part of this is the real, um, so far in this conversation, undersold aspect that there, I like a curated news source yeah. where I get there in the morning, this is your morning briefing from the New York Times, Washington Post, San Francisco Chronicle, LA Times, Chicago Tribune, whatever it might be. And then, uh, or CNN or some of these other things, or HuffPo, or you know, again, Daily Beast, whatever your deal is. But what I would say is that that curated, at least for those who are trying to handle all the top news of the day, of the world, that curated blast is a good first pass right away. I mean, somebody is trying to look at everything going, well, this thing in Syria probably today reaches a threshold right. you know, by which we should mention it up, up top. You and know. you're reading an article that has presumably been read by four people who are paid to make sure that the facts in the article are you know, in line, right. that the, the, the bias is in line, if that's the case, depending on what you're reading, that there's some kind of oversight to, mm -hmm. to these things as opposed to me tweeting out, you know, uh, hey, uh, I think I just saw you know Joe Lieberman walk out with a prostitute, right? I mean, so it's it's <laughs> wow. you know uh, mm. we've got one source, one don't, more. We can go don't, with don't go with it. Yeah, but, run with um, it. but but you know what I mean? Like, there's something yeah. that's reassuring about that. But that's that age is gone now. I think. I mean, I, except in certain places, the age of editors. I mean, there are a lot of yeah. people policing. They're fewer and fewer. You're right. There are fewer and yeah. fewer. And then occasionally, one of the reasons that I haven't fled Twitter more, and I know a lot of people who have. Uh, my wife's done with it, at least for now. She actually left Instagram, too, what about which, your which partner? I find to be- Is your partner still on? Uh, I'll have to check. Okay. Um, she left Instagram, too, which I always found to be a much more positive yeah, place. Yeah, that's Twitter. what I like about Instagram. It's political. Um, well, it's not politics free, but it's- But isn't it, it a time suck, Instagram? It seems like Instagram is, I, I don't know, I'm not on it, but it seems like people just drown in it, right? I don't know how you could spend a lot of time on it. Is that right? Okay. No, you're right. I mean, it gets I, boring I really, really fast. Okay. Like after uh, a few posts, like, uh, oh, yeah, whatever. Right. Well, and my <laughs> main issue, and this gets to the tech companies and, and how they work, but I had one period when I was in the Arctic, I posted a lot of pictures. Other than that, I almost never do. The thing that ruined it for me was they decided that there, on all these platforms, there's always a question of how do you present the information? Is it chronological or do we apply a feed to it? And usually, they, they wanna do a feed, and they wanna do it for a few different reasons. They think that it's gonna give you stuff you're gonna be more interested in, you'll spend more time on it, or it's easier for them to fit stuff like ads in. But usually, they'll give you the option. But Instagram decided, no, we know better than you, you can't have a chronological feed if you want to. It has to be presented as we want, not in order. So when you load it up, you don't see the most recent photos that have been uploaded. Right. Almost always, the photos I see are 18 to 24 hours old by the time I ever see them. And I can keep reloading. I'm never gonna get to the photo you just uploaded five minutes ago until 24 hours ago. Is go that by. right? That's true. Wow. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's infuriating. Yeah, it and, is. And, and the, I don't use Instagram nearly at all anymore. What about, but Twitter does that too in a frustrating but way. But you can yeah. choose to switch back to chronological. They have but, a button. But, oh, they do. Yeah, you can choose to. And I also noticed that even when they do the feed, it's not as delayed. Instagram, like it's literally always 18 hours. Right, it'll be a few old ones on Twitter and then you yeah. can scroll and then you'll get the But you can stuff. just go straight chronological. Right, okay. I feel like Instagram, which is this happy place, just photos, dogs and stuff, for them to do that, it just feels like a, Feels like an insult. It's like, no, you're too stupid to be trusted to make your own decision about this. Right, that's weird. Yeah. What, what, yeah. what do they gain by that? Uh, ad placement or something yeah, like that. Yeah, must be. If it doesn't make sense, it's about money. You can, you can <laughs> yeah. trust. Uh, That's so true. To our dear friends on YouTube, thank you for joining us. Uh, alas, our time is done. But to those who are listening, <laughs> our linear and podcast crew, stay right where you are. We're going to keep going. And of course, members, you get. You never have to worry about any of these announcements. We just cruise on in to the very end with all the members. So anyway, all right, YouTube guys, bye-bye.
So I just, uh, this is, uh, I love Reddit all of a sudden. Uh, Wait, did you just install Reddit? No. Um, <laughs> no, but some, but I still have Twitter. <laughs> I haven't gotten rid of Twitter. And uh, here on Twitter, they're and, talking about Reddit. And Daryl, <laughs> Daryl said the guys who founded Reddit are UVA alums. Oh, now you really like it. But they didn't confirm if if the guy was married to uh, Serena But they're all dead at 27 is the problem. I I think it's Alexis Ohanian, is that his name? It's something like that. I believe he's Armenian. I think that he got married to- That's great knowledge if that's right. I'm probably wrong about the name. Isn't that right? It's something like that. I remember Anna talking about it anyway. Well, um, anyway, what, they went to What do UVA. I have? A couple of 12 year olds now? Everybody's yeah, on their phones? Sorry. Well, you know. <laughs> I was trying to see if there was a Reddit information. Daryl tweets. Oh. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a, an elderly broadcaster who's done a lot named Larry King. And Larry <laughs> King today, it was announced, yes. is getting a divorce. Right. Now, you're probably saying, if Larry King can't make it work, None of us can make it work. Right. But before you say that, you should know that Larry King has been married how many times before this? Uh, seven. seven. Oh, I thought five. No, seven. So this is his oh, eighth? This is his eighth marriage. Now, seven wives because right. he did what because I think Grover is Grover Cleveland the, won twice. One <laughs> of the great, yeah, yeah, one of the great high wire romance moves where you get married, get divorced, then you double back. And remarry the same person again. That's yeah. like one of those when Harry met Sally stories. Yeah, only yeah. that ended in divorce was also. Anybody in between? Uh, I don't know if there was anybody in between. That's a good. What do you mean? Question. Oh, you mean if if, 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 if married somebody if married else in at number one, yeah. and then there was one yeah. to three, and then she became number three or just number two. Yeah, it was Benjamin Harrison was between Grover Cleveland terms. <laughs> um, the, uh, thanks. That's thanks. why I doesn't need Reddit. Uh, I don't need Reddit. I don't He's need basically a delete Twitter right now. Um, wow. The uh, I have an uncle who was married seven times, and I had another. His brother was married four times. I had eleven aunts from two uncles. Were you? Wow. So you went to some of those weddings? I went to some of them. Some so of them. So the later ones. Did you do the thing where you go? This isn't like, like wedding right. number four right. was yeah. really good. Well, no, no yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's like at least I have a year to buy a gift. Right? <laughs> Yeah, let's wait on this one. <laughs> Not so fast. So the the later ones, like, was there sort of like a ironic sort of quality to them? Yeah, you would think. I mean, they all seemed enamored of the fact that they were married to my uncle. But I think for mm-hmm. my uncles, there were probably some. There was probably some irony there. Sure. Yeah, I didn't know all of them. Some of them predated even me, mm-hmm. but um, two of them did. But they. Uh, but you get attached, you know. You get attached to some of them, and then they're gone. Or you, you know, there, there were, you know, there were benefits to having some of them, and then when they were gone, like, oh, that's too bad because mm-hmm. I really liked. You her. think with people living longer, like Larry King, uh, that the whole idea of you know this commitment that you're making for a lifetime, I mean, it becomes an even more significant commitment than it was ever before. Uh, although hypothetically, yeah, right. he couldn't even keep it going for. You know, whatever. Right. So right. I guess it's a. How, yeah. Do we have any idea how old he is? He's. I want to say he's eighty-two, maybe. Let me that, no, he's. I think older. No, maybe not. Eighty-five. I, uh, You're saying I, eighty-five, eighty-two. I'm going to say eighty-seven. I'll say. So. Oh, he is eighty-five. All right, Craig, oh, just go 85? with it. Like he's, um, <laughs> it's eighty-five. So I'm, I'm do, still going to say eighty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> you wow. don't really trust him, huh? No, I'm going to put money on it. Um, I guess my like I don't know. There's probably no way to say this that is not going to be insulting. I hope Larry's not watching this, but like, if you're 85 years old, what are you getting divorced for at this point? Well, Just there's an old joke. There. There's an old joke. I'm not saying a particularly funny joke, but it is an old <laughs> joke, and it's just this thing. Uh, divorce court. This couple comes in, and they're 95 years old, and the judge says. With all due respect, ma'am, you're 95 years old. After so many years together, why would you possibly want to get divorced? And she says, because I can't stand him one more goddamn day. (laughs) (laughs) And that may be the situation with Larry King. 22 years of marriage, so it wasn't like- uh, No, wow. Yeah, it was a commitment. And it was pretty wild, wasn't there a wild thing? Where she was like going with the softball coach Yeah, there there were stories at some point. Yeah, but anyway, but maybe she just got to the point where, hey, I can't take it one one more goddamn day. So you're so tired of her. Oh, I don't know if it was her, it might have been him. No, Larry King seeks divorce from seventh wife after 22 years. So I guess was that the longest one? You think? 
Uh, anyway, I I just I find it I find him fascinating. I've done his show a few times. I mean, you've done a show a few times. Yeah, the but Aura, the Aura TV show. I've done his show probably eight times. Oh really? Like that. Yeah. Maybe seven. I don't know. Anyway, I have seven marriages to Larry King. Um, <laughs> I just can't imagine just going back in there for another try after like the fifth divorce. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. no it's pro. The heart. That's what pros wants do. What it wants. And also, I'm a professional. Look it up in the book. <laughs> I'm a professional. I think also older John men, older men seek out that companionship. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, and and Larry, although Larry's pushing it aside, it got so bad for Larry. They're like, I don't even want the companionship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Who knows? Right. I mean, she was Miss. So wasn't she like a Miss something? She was Miss Saigon. Say, no, like. <laughs> What is that like? I feel like we badly need a fact checker on this yeah, episode so, of Old we School. So do. We're just throwing so much stuff out. Anyway, <laughs> uh, she was a uh, beauty pageant winner, right. and uh, mm. she. Uh, so I think that they might have met over that. You know, he got uh, sort of taken in by her beauty, and yeah, they made a life together. Happens, and apparently, and there were some interesting yeah. t- twists and turns along the way. Yeah. But now he's had enough of the twisting and turning. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so he's over. Uh, so you you mentioned just a second ago you were asking like if we're going to be living longer should we should we consider it more of a commitment? I'm not I'm not first of all I'm not sure that we're going to be living longer. It seems like if anything we're moving in the opposite direction. But I, I wonder like to bring it back to what we were talking about in the first segment about that's a needs a fact check too. I think we are living a little longer. really. Yeah, I think so. Well, you think. I, I mean, thought that I this is the us, first generation where we're going to live a less time than the one that came we don't, before. We won't know until it happens, though. So. Well, no, but we can look at like actuarial, actuarial tables or whatever, which I do every morning. First yeah. thing I do before Twitter is I check <laughs> actuarial tables. Um, and then, I mean, I don't think climate change is going to help us do any no, favors. No, that might just that wipe us out entirely, but that's yeah. a t- totally different thing. But that's a fair point. That should bring, that'll bring the average down if we all get wiped out. Yeah. <laughs> but, my, but my question, I guess, then is, like to tie it back to what we we're talking about, about the, the fact that you get like four of these friends who are 12 year, 14 years old, Together and they're not even talking. Like, will marriage have any appeal whatsoever to people who've been trained to not want to spend a lot of time in close that's proximity a great with another person? Yeah, I don't know. No, that's a really, really interesting. Well, two things. First of all, there were some studies. I remember reading something like about a year ago about the quality of relationships that people who are just texting, generally younger people, just have relationships over text that they and you made reference to that in this conversation tonight. You talk about the fact that. Your your son feels you know that's the way they communicate over yeah. text or snap, and the quality of the relationship, even based largely in text communications, is significant. I mean, it's as significant as those relationships and their qualities that are associated with you know a one to one contact, personal contact. So, uh, I don't know that it would change things necessarily. It's an interesting. Do we premise. know that that they're as significant? Well, here's we how they do that? it. I mean, this is. Um, they do it by asking a questionnaire. I know if you've done a, a psychological profile test or whatever, the way these you know um, experimental psych tests work is they they ask you right. So they ask I actually you, ran a lab that did tests yeah, like that. As yeah. did I, and so oh. you always think you can. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, move aside, Sorry, buddy. Okay. Me, uh, this <laughs> is for people who ran labs only. If you, um, <laughs> I'm just going to text. But you think that uh, you can defeat the test, but you can't because it, it asks uh, the same question in different ways enough times that you get a sense for the quality of the person's relationship. Uh, and so you break up the groups, and it's a research experiment. And they, they in this research experiment, found that the group that was texting mm. and that they largely had relationships based simply on texting, that those relationships were as significant to those people. And that's all that it's about, right? Yeah. So It sounds like, I mean, I don't know, I, every, every, every thought that I have on today's show is mm-hmm. fundamentally depressing and kind of dark mirrorish. But so if... Like projecting it into the future, when we're Larry King's age, right. we're gonna have no contact whatsoever with our kids, grandkids, great grandkids, because they're gonna like the the kids are gonna be on their phones all day long. The grandkids are gonna be Snapchat 3.0ing. The great grandkids are gonna have their neural transceiver on all the time. <laughs> like the idea that we well, would get together. Well, according to you, we'll be dead, so it wouldn't matter. That's true. Yeah, yeah. It probably won't last that long anyway. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I guess I've just I've been watching a lot of like indie sci-fi, like these dark visions of the future, and so I've been thinking a lot about it recently. Yeah, yeah. The dark visions of the future through indie sci-fi are like Black Mirror, that kind of thing. 
Yeah, usually something okay. like that. Like yeah. you know how technology can spin out of control. Because the thing is, like, we're relatively simple creatures. We're fundamentally animals. Right. We're not as complex as we like to think we are. And you can create, like, for instance, drugs that drive us insane, that cause us to become instantly addicted and things like that. And we obviously don't allow that to be put in food because society would break down. But what if, and I don't have as much fears about digital addiction as like my, my wife does, she's really worried about it. But what if it is actually like we've gotten enough people who've been working on it for enough decades that they have cracked the code to actually addict you to something in a way that is not adaptable, that's not gonna turn out to be more significant or whatever. I guess there's no answer, I don't know. I'm just saying at some point, maybe we do come up with either an experience or a set of experiences that is so much more stimulating by design than the normal way that we function, which is not that dissimilar from how it was been for thousands of years, that it effectively shuts everything down. Now that's wild, that's really a a kind of cool, I mean cool in a, it is cool in sort of an intriguing way, mm-hmm. but it's an awfully nasty you know, yeah. thought. But sorry, we can talk about pizza or whatever. I'm just getting yeah. depressed now that I think about it. Uh, pizza. Yeah, like Jank likes to talk about pizza in old school. I don't know or food. <laughs> he talks about food all the time. Food, yeah. Honestly, I feel like every time I come on, he has a new ranking of his favorite national cuisines. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, he do, we do talk about food on. Uh, on yeah, old food is a big. Oh, we started uh, with the Iowa Fair. We did, so we, we've covered it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And when you talk about it with Mark, I love Mark. It's not as much fun to talk about it with Mark. Sure, you know, I, related to that, I, I, I feel Mark. bad now. I love, I, it's fun to talk to Mark about anything, and even food sometimes. But like, if you're ranking foods, right. it's not as much fun. Uh, I understand. Yeah. I uh, I wanted to bring up the chicken sandwich wars from oh, yeah. this week. Oh, yeah. Have you seen that? Yeah, I saw that's a big deal, right? It what is. What are they? Popeyes and so Popeyes has a new chicken sandwich. Well, two regular and, and spicy, and mm-hmm. uh, I was. I like Chick-fil-A and I was so excited when Brooke brought it up yesterday that I ran to a Popeyes and got a bunch and brought them back. How were they? They might be better than Chick-fil-A. Really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. And just that was one of the good things about Twitter, you know, it was dark and everything, but it was actually nice that it was just like this sort of good-natured fighting between devotees of different food franchises. Right. Like yeah. for it to go that light. I wanted to try the Popeyes one. I think Popeyes is pretty well. I, th- I think I tweeted to you. Like it doesn't, like, yeah. you know, it's still, you know. So when you deep good. fry that horror that is associated with the chicken being slaughtered <laughs> and having its uh, neck. I don't know why people don't want to talk to me about food. I don't understand why people don't want to talk to me about food. The bun's good. The is most that okay? mistreated creature on the planet is the chicken. But it's nice that you guys can just deep fry it and. Uh, I know. See, here's the thing, Mark's not wrong, <laughs> and that's what sucks, right? I mean, Mark is right, and uh, it's uh, there's nothing more hypocritical. Uh, but if you cut back, it's better. I and, anyway, uh, yeah, no, but I did see that. That was, um, mm-hmm. uh, I do a radio show in San Francisco, as we were saying, and the producer pitched that as one of the segments, and I was going to do it if I literally ran out of everything mm-hmm. else to talk about, which I, so I basically passed What on would it. you... Like, how would you cover it? Yeah, well, obviously just, you're not gonna try it. No, no, I wouldn't. I mean, I just said that this thing is going on where people are, you know, oh, okay. I'd, I'd yeah. But I, I had no, I saw it in the rundown and I had no intention of doing it. Yeah. I just didn't, I mean, like, I'm not gonna sit there and promote Popeyes and whatever. Right. It's all essentially a promotion thing. But it's interesting to hear people talk about comparing. Well, yeah, and also, it's like, I don't have any, I don't care about Popeyes. They're not a sponsor or anything. I, I've been to Popeyes like four times in my entire life, but I think. A lot, not a lot of people are making it really explicit, but I think one of the reasons it took off was for some people, it's like they knew that going to Chick-fil-A was, on top of all the other reasons that eating this sort of food is bad, obviously, yeah. acknowledge. It was that added layer of you're supporting these horrendous policies and political right, donations. Right. So it's like, yes, we're freed from that until we find out that Popeyes is like, a yeah. gigantic run fracker the, or run something. Run by the Koch brothers. Yeah. <laughs> right. does, the, does the, uh, does, is KFC in this conversation anymore or not? I think that for my perception, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that their chicken's been considered really low quality for a long time. Oh, I see. I had I KFC a couple years ago, and I swear it was not cooked. Oh, really? Like it Ugh. was just, it was one, I felt so sick. Maybe it was just the one place. I, I got nothing against KFC again, but I probably had, I had a horrible KFC, experience. KFC, like, probably have it once every two years. Yeah. And I, I like it. I like the, the I think they're, Crunch is better than any of the other. Well, then you're gonna want to try the Popeyes thing because it is ten times crunchier than Chick-fil-A really? sandwich. 
Yeah, it's well, actually Chick-fil-A sandwich, crunchy. not crunchy. Yeah, that's true. It's so I, I, I apologize for bringing this up. So I want to no. turn to something related. When I was in Indianapolis for Gen Con, I got to try, I think it was the Impossible Burger. Oh, yeah. Which I had not previously had. I've had lots of those fake sorts of meat or whatever. But I've noticed that the Impossible and the Beyond thing are everywhere now. Yeah. Food trucks, and they're good. restaurants. And they're, they've exploded in terms of popularity. These are the alternate you know, plant-based meats. You know, There's no meat in it, no no. Uh, Flesh, no animal flesh, and it's just plants. And the uh, and they've really improved them. I mean, like the first Impossible Burger, to me was too salty. I didn't love it, but the new Impossible Burger, which is now you know just evolved, it evolved quickly over a year's time or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's delicious. It's absolutely yeah. delicious. I and the Beyond, Beyond Meat yeah. is is unreal too. I interrupt, but I was going to just say that. Uh, and of course, the the profits for these companies. Off the scale. Yeah. yeah, as soon as I had, I thought, you know what, I should look to see how it's doing stock wise, and I've already missed the boat. Unless it yeah. continues to go up, but yeah. it, it's like Never tripled know. or something in a year. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I assume from your point of view, this has got to be going to make you enthusiastic. Oh, it's it's great. Should, from all of our points of view, because yeah. if it's good, there's no need. Like if, if the first burger you have is a Beyond Burger and it's fantastic and you have nothing to say like, oh, this tastes just like a real burger. You've never tasted a real burger. Mm-hmm. That's great. Right? Yeah, well, if you've so never tasted it, uh, then I would suggest you don't even get into the. Uh, no, that, but the, what I'm saying is that eventually that's going to be it. Like the first burger you have will be a Beyond or an Impossible or right. whatever the better incarnation of that is later. But it, they're really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, Beyond's a real. I haven't had the Impossible. I've had both, but I can't really remember enough to differentiate yeah. them. Um, I mean, the only sort of depressing thing is I know that there's going to be a significant chunk of the country that no matter what it tastes like, they're going to see it as to uphold my yeah. masculinity. I'm right. going to have to pretend that this thing's terrible. Yeah, I, th- there's a movie. I'm part of this movie that is just, uh, I've said part of it. I was like an early investor in this movie, which is uh, addresses just this thing, this notion that men are particularly are sold this macho myth that you know real men eat meat and all this stuff. Um, and Schwarzenegger's in the movie. And, I've seen uh, the movie, it's yeah. great. What's and, the movie? It's called Game Changers. Uh-huh. And uh, it's uh, it deals with elite athletes, big, strong, nasty athletes, a couple of UFC fighters and uh, one of the strongest men in the world. Anyway, don't, all don't of them are, and they're all plant-based eaters. And and the the way and and, and I'll I'll finish up, but just because we're uh, on this point, uh, they started uh, this film starts following this MMA fighter who gets hurt, and during his recovery, he's researching different diets and ways that he can get back into the ring. And he discovered that the gladiators were all vegetarian. They they have the very best hmm. diets in society, the very best of everything, and so these. Elite warriors didn't eat any meat, and then he started researching more and more and more. I've and never it's heard quite, that it's quite an extraordinary little. Uh, and so he meets all of these elite athletes, I mean, Olympic champions, and uh, who make this change, who made this change, and all of a sudden their stats started going off the scale, their recovery time, and their. And they excelled in ways that they never had prior. So it's quite something. It's a, it's it, a great movie, and, and Steve Lang was an hour late for it. But it was a, it's a great <laughs> movie. That's at TV by Lang, L-A-N-G-E, at TV by Lang. But it's uh, it's uh, already out? The like, only reason I mention it, though, is in the context of the macho thing. That's the yeah. reason you made me think of it, because it addresses well, that, directly that's, the that's male exactly thing. That's exactly what's so compelling about yeah. it, right, is it, it, it totally takes that uh, away, mm-hmm. right? It, it's so, it's very cool. If you go to GameChangersMovie.com, you can see the trailer, GameChangersMovie.com. So it's out? Uh, no, it comes out, uh, the worldwide premiere is September 16th, I think. Oh, maybe so I can have like the, the creators or something on the show. Yeah, that'd be, oh yeah, in fact, I talked to somebody, I forget who it was, I really would love hmm. that if you would. Uh, so it, the, the thing you made me think of is there's a few documentaries, die documentaries that have been on Netflix forever that I've watched many times because, uh, I like to think that if I watch these, I'll start to take my diet seriously, and it works for like a day or two. But there's one called um, Forks Over Knives. Oh, yeah, it's been around for a really long time. It's one of the so most. they had, it was like generally, it was like older men trying to get in shape, like this middle-aged woman or whatever. But then they had the one segment where it's like, it's just like like techno music, and this guy boxing, he was an MMA guy right. who was like, I eat totally plant-based or whatever. What was yeah. the, what was it? It's like you shouldn't need a knife for any food you eat. Is that why it's called that? What's the I name? I think that's why, the why idea. The oh, I guess, yeah. forks over knives that you way. Really but I'll tell you what's fork. compelling about that movie is that they take somebody, so just from a health standpoint, you know, I did it for ethical reasons, but I've changed and never eaten any animal products, but 
they show you this, uh, I think it's a guy, heavy set guy. Remember, he's got all those pills, all of these oh, different yeah. pills and medications laid out on his counter. I mean, it's just like a ton of them. You're thinking, how does somebody even keep track of taking all those pills all the time? And him, and I want to say four other people, the movie follows them. All mm. they do is change their diet. No medicines, no supplements, just change that diet. They go plant-based. And at the end of the movie, guy's got, spoiler alert, he's not taking anything anymore. Yeah. And he's, he's slimmer and, I mean. He lost a lot of weight. Yeah. He'd have, yeah. So, yeah. Turns out he's dead. <laughs> 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 well, it had to happen to everybody. Yeah, right? That's right. Uh, yeah. But anyway, yeah, that's what's powerful about that movie. It's a good one. Mm -hmm. They've also got some good information in that film, too, as I remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's a, one of my favorite things historically about Netflix has had access to di do documentaries like that that I would have never seen. So did you see the documentary on Netflix that's get the trailers getting served to you all the time if you're on Netflix and you watch documentaries? So I imagine that's being served to you. And that is The Family? The I've heard it's really good. My friend Shavala was recommending it. Yeah. And it's I think Edwin, I think, recommended it this morning. It's oh, no, that was the loudest voice. The oh, loudest voice is oh, the, the family's yeah. the Christian organization. The Christian organization. Fundamentalist yeah. Christians, and they take over. I mean, and this, is, this isn't a fiction, this is a documentary. Uh, and their power and, and their connectedness, in other words, through all these insidious ways that the Christian right has taken over uh, for, for many, many years. It's not like a, it's not a recent phenomenon. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't see the, the trailer, but it seemed like what one of the things they were stressing in the photos was that it was connected to both political parties. Right, exactly, mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah, and yeah, I think that that might have been, I, I hope that I'm not misspeaking, but Ken Klippenstein and, and Jonathan Larson did an investigation into one of the big like events that all the politicians go to, this like religious. It was thing. it was the prayer breakfast. The prayer yeah, breakfast. The prayer is breakfast. that connected that's, to that family? That's in the film. Yeah. 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 In fact, that's uh yeah. So that would be that's spot on. Yeah. And, and one it's of the creepy. big, you know, getting that, getting both parties participating in that prayer breakfast, that was a that was huge. Right. Mm. Uh, yeah. Have you have you watched Loudest Voice? Either of you? Not. I've watched 20 minutes of it and something happened and I, I gotta get back to it. It looked okay. really good. Yeah, I yeah. haven't yet. I'm waiting for my, my wife to get back in town for us to watch it together or whatever. No, that's um, cool. Maybe we'll all watch it together. Yeah, I'm gonna invite everybody over. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, one of the big things we've been doing recently is we got a projector. And so we like to do like things like that, like, like watch movie a show movie out, outside, yeah. Wow. Yeah, we have a relatively nice backyard area or whatever. And again, it's like, Getting you, people what together. do you th throw it up on the, uh, the side of the house? Originally, the I had a wall outside yeah. that was good enough, but Brett actually gave me a big projector screen or whatever they used to have. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so it's pretty convenient. Wow, Brett gave you an outdoor projector. Well, I'm sure he's going to take it back at some point, but I'm using it anyway. That's the, the screen for it, just the the white screen or whatever. That's very cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's I've nice. talked about this for years, having some kind of outdoor screening, and I've never you done it. Have yeah, it would be like fun. That, yeah, I can yeah. help you out. Tech wise, I I yeah. found a good one. Yeah, you would be really. I, yeah. I may. I may take you up on that. Yeah. Yeah. Before it gets too chilly. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, related to documentaries, one of the things I've been dealing with is uh, so I made True North a while back. Oh yeah. A documentary where we went to uh, the Arctic and uh, and all that, and it's been really frustrating that the way that there's this huge segmentation of streaming platforms that it was originally out on Go90, which right. Verizon had. Go90 got taken down within two months, I think, of the documentary going up, and it hasn't been available anywhere since. Like you can't watch it; it's not literally. I think the first because they still have the rights to it, or is it? Because no, I think I don't know entirely. I think that we might have the rights to it, but it's just not on anything. Right. Um, and originally, the rights had been for Go90, and so like I get messages every once in a while from fans that want to see it again or that had heard about it, and there's literally no one to give them to. Well, and my desire to get it on Netflix so far hasn't been successful. How will that be? That seems. To I be mean, eventually, I guess right? we would sell it to somebody yeah. or something. Well, I don't know. that or yeah, it depends if you. Depends if the commercial demands are such that you you know you need to make money on it because you need to recover funds or whatever, or if you just want to get it out there. If you just want to get it out there, it seems like you could drop it on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. I I mean I'm not in charge of it, so yeah. I honestly don't know. I, I, I would love for it to be available. I mean, it was really good. I saw it. I think on that little. Go 90, um, I say little because I had it on my phone, it was the mm -hmm. app. I feel like that's where I saw it. Yeah, it was fun, it's just sad, like all the work that put into it and it was this be it was beautifully shot. Um, Taylor and Michelle, who used to work here, 
uh, or at least Taylor did, and uh, and all the drone footage and everything. And, and the fans were nice enough that they gave us the drones that we used for oh, it. Wow. Oh, and to cool. no, just not have it be available is really frustrating. Well, like, no, I feel like it would be such gotta, a fit for yeah, Netflix. Yeah, there's got to be a way to get it. Yeah. 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 Anyway, I don't know. That sucks. No, it really does suck. Uh, do you have a drone yourself? You seem to have like a lot of stuff. I we had. So my wife, one of the jobs that she does is- Brett gave him one. <laughs> Brett did, no problem, shut up. Uh, so she does segments for a bunch of different shows. It's like the consumer segments where they show products or whatever and tell you the deal you can get on or whatever. And uh, so she gets a lot of products through that. And so we've gotten drones a couple of times and, uh, and we have a backyard and we'll use it, but it, we lose it within 15 minutes. Oh, really? Usually. It goes over the fence or whatever. And that's well, it. Uh, what do you mean? It's on, isn't it on a remote? Won't come back. Uh, it's a drone. I mean, it goes in a bush or something. Like once oh. it gets flipped over, like you can't, it can't wow. fly flipped over. Or if it's uh. in a bush, you can't fly out of it. And you can't, you don't know where it is because it just, yeah, we, it's out of sight or does a GPS locator or anything? No, we could theoretically find it, but we have weirdos living in that yard. It's not the sort of people you want to ask to get a drone more than once, which we already have burned. <laughs> you already burned the one <laughs> we time. We got the one. What did they say when you asked them? Uh, I don't remember. It was long enough ago, but it was a tense situation. Wow, they're was just, it just really? a tiny little drone or whatever. Yeah, but they they are hard to control. Yeah, yeah. you you guys haven't used them. No, I've used bigger drones, but not. Mm -hmm. I've been with that. Believe me, I haven't like used a drone. News? I've been with people. Yeah, using them for news. Okay, yeah. yeah, I think those are generally better at like keeping themselves level and not. Yeah, no they're amazing. Things. I'm blown away by them. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just uh, visited my friend who's got a this compound uh, for training dogs actually. Um, and he's building a production entity to chronicle a lot of this stuff. So the first part of the conversation and, and the visit was about the dogs and the compound. And the second part was about this production thing. So we get to the production thing. And he starts showing me all this footage that he's shot. He said, this is just crude stuff, blah, 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 blah. Because he's not a videographer per se. That's not mm -hmm. his thing. But it's beautiful. It's perfect. And I said, how do you get the shot where he says, this is all drone stuff? And I said, well, and then I asked him a question, like, do you have, you know, what do you have, your own drone? And he said, oh, yeah, I got one. And then he, he breaks it out. It's in a little case. He opens it up, and there it is. It's a drone that apparently will follow you. Mm. And it, it will literally, if you stop, it'll stop. If you back up, yeah, it'll no, back that, up. That, yeah, I've that. seen on Kickstarter, I think I saw something like that. Yeah. I mean, it was Jeff has something thing. like that. You know, my the cameraman oh, I yeah. travel with mostly, and he loves using them. And yeah. I like the idea of that. It seems super futuristic, but, and I used to do uh, videos where I'd walk around and talk about politics or whatever. But my fear is that, like, like I only want to have spinning blades so much at, like, eye level. That's a good yeah. point. Yeah. I don't know. He has them up higher. He keeps it up higher. Oh, okay. The but he, we, he, I mean, he usually controls it. But for that thing, when it does it, mm. it's a little higher than just eye level. Yeah. So when you say production, is he using it for something? Yeah, what, so what's he's the making. For? Uh, these videos that uh, I guess some of them have these sort of sweeping drone shots, you know what I mean? Or like when he's out with the dogs or whatever and he's training them, they can, uh, you know, they're out on a trail walk or something. The drone can get all the footage from yeah. the back. He doesn't need to worry about it. It'll just follow them around. When you're saying training, you mean like people send their dogs to be trained? Yeah. He's oh, like, and then they'll probably want the footage. Uh, yeah, but it's not... Uh, and they may, they may do that. Like they may send footage to to various people to show mm -hmm. them how the training's going. But it's more to uh, to showcase training methods and and you know the, the training compound mm -hmm. and training exercises. I think on to some to some degree. But yeah, he'll take a dog and and to his credit, he takes dogs that are about to be put down, like uh, oh, wow. these dogs that uh, like pit pits are you know notoriously um, uh, tough. They don't sometimes are very very short cycles in the. Uh, Shelters, shelter. and he'll uh, he'll take them and he'll rehab them and turn them into great dogs. So he mm. does a lot of that work. That's cool. Uh, but anyway, that training is all chronicled in these different ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's fabulous so. technology. You know what I noticed? It was sort of weird to bring it back to Twitter. Uh, Keith Olbermann. Yeah. Uh, do you follow him on Twitter? Yeah, that's all he does yeah. is dogs. No, that's his, is that, that a new brand from? for him now? It is. Yeah, he it's said been he's a not going to do politics anymore. He just decided he's not going to do politics anymore and talk about politics. It was so frustrating. I get that. And like he went, he went back to doing sports for a he while. Did, yeah, yeah. But now his tweets are just dogs. That's it. That are and about to die. Emergency dogs, or like there's emergency adopt this dog. Right. I don't get how you get into that. I see how you get into it. Here's what I, and this is just like you know, reasonable minds could differ as to you know, this. But 
it seems to me like your platform as Keith Oberman might be better served. In my view, what you're doing with the dog adoption is uh, great. Like, there's nothing better than doing that. On the other hand, your platform might be better served if you integrated it into mm-hmm. stuff that was already generating additional interest, which might involve politics right. and, and sports and all the rest. In other words, <laughs> that's how you keep your following high, and then you integrate the. Well, I guess his following stuff. was so high, and, and I don't know. <laughs> that may be, yeah. I mean, he doesn't I have to worry about burning it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like I obviously, I mean, I'm, I'm sure on your show. Like I care about. And last week we did a bunch of different segments. One about um, the Endangered Species Act changes to that or whatever. One was about. It was literally I had found all this. And one was about chicken sandwiches. One was about chicken sandwiches. No, we didn't talk about it on the show. Uh, that was this week, and we probably will. Um, so one was about. They had this really fascinating information about certain animal species and how they can help to mitigate some of the effects of climate change. And so we did that. But the thing is, I try to tie it to politics to keep people invested. Because if you just put out something that's just purely about animals, you get a very small fraction of the audience or whatever. Yeah. And so, yeah, it seems like if you were to use, well, if you were covering politics and he talked more broadly about animals, I, I just wonder what the long-term thing there is for him. I just, I mean, I get, not even that. I just think that if you integrate it into a feed, you know, I mean, even me, I, I have very small following, but I. Don't just hammer animal rights, animal rights, animal rights. Mm-hmm. I will pop one in there every, you know, fifteen posts. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because I think if I were just to go animal rights, animal rights, animal rights, people would go, okay, I get it. The only post about animal rights. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? How long? How, how long have you been a vegetarian? Uh, vegan for seven years. Vegan. Okay. Yeah. Vegetarian for longer or both? No, for I seven? went all the way at one time. What was the initial? I just always, I used to do a adopt a dog, uh, adopt a pet segment, adopt cats and dogs, but mostly dogs because you could take dogs to the studio. So when I did local news, we would do one night a week. It was called Thompson's Tales. It was a cute little thing. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I always Did they felt, spell it T-A-I-L-S? <laughs> <laughs> and so I always was kind of haunted by the fact that I there was a hypocrisy to it because I'm here I am working to get these animals adopted, and then I would go out and eat an animal for dinner. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's and a I, total hypocrisy. Though. No, it's, it's total just, hypocrisy. It's sort of and it's sort of, some people say, oh, I love animals, I love animals. I'll have the burger with fries, and you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Right. Yeah, there's a disconnect. To be fair to people- There's a total disconnect. It really, but, but to be fair, like I, I, and I, I always never want to brownbeat anybody about it, because they package it, it doesn't look like the creature anymore. But you also so don't you, see it slaughtered, and you're not- Exactly, you're not you don't involved. see it slaughtered. There's yeah. no sense of the violence and the, and the horror right. that goes into it. So anyway, my point is, when I always wanted it one on one, and I, when people ran into vegetarians, like, oh my gosh, I'm so envious you were able to make that change. I just haven't been able to do it. And then uh, one day, I just, uh, I was actually waiting to get on a radio show, and I heard the person on the radio uh, kind of probably talking the way I do occasionally on this show, but uh, in an even more explicit way. And I, um, and I said, that's it, I'm doing it. And that was it. I went home and I took out everything that was from an animal, from the whole house, excuse me. Um, but I mean, a food related, and then you have to get in, you get into other stuff. But I'm just saying that, uh, and that was a great. It's not easy initially because you're so used to it. It's more just mm-hmm. a habit. It's an indoctrination, you know, the eating. But anyway, but took, I, so that was seven years ago. I would also imagine, though, one of the difficulties is not even knowing what is in everything. Like especially if you're going the way you did, where you want to get rid of all animal products. Well, what has butter in it? You know, what has right. whatever honey or. Like actually, like being cognizant of it at all times is difficult. Yeah, and, and, and you haven't a, ever gone back. And it is inconvenient. Uh, oh no, I've never gone back, but I have inadvertently Consumed eaten stuff. Something. It's been something like, oh, sir, sorry, it's got butter in it. You just can't, you can't freak out about that stuff, man. Like it's going to happen. Accidentally steak. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, accidentally have the T-bone. Medium. I like it just pink in the middle. Right. <laughs> but you could just bring it by accident if you could. Right. Right. Well, it's already out Don't here. tell me that that's a porter. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I, uh, one of my dogs is uh, adopted from pet orphans out in. True. Uh, yeah. So cool. Yeah. As yeah. a vegetarian. Right, and he was delicious. No, uh, so, but uh, yeah, uh, so I have a, I have. Some That's right. Pet Orphans was the was the group that I used to yeah. you know, sort of front for, which is, and I'm still very active with them. I was just out there about a month ago. Yeah. I'm actually not familiar with it. Is it all sorts of animals, or is they're it dogs in the valley? And... It's mostly it's dogs and cats. Do you really? think I I adopted this dog in 2011? The dog had a brother. 
who I didn't adopt that day. Oh, you know? oh don't awe me. They weren't even <laughs> next to you, so they didn't know. Oh, well, I we don't know. Well, that dog, founder of Reddit. Do you think they would be able to tell me, right? That dog went to UVA. Animals are innocent. That's been the whole theme, basically. Yes. Do you think they'd be able to tell me where the brother of the dog is? I don't know. That's a good Can be confidentiality. You know find that out for me. I, uh, sure, I could find out. Okay. I think your house, though, uh, Michael has a very big heart when it comes to adopting dogs. I mean, he's, his house has got how many dogs are there now? Oh, I one. I think we have one. Yeah, okay, right. or five. Is could it be five? Could be five dogs in my home right now. Really? Yeah. So I take care of a lot of dogs. So there have been times there's been five or six dogs, like total. Yeah. Uh, it, it's horrible. It's just got to be chaos. It's chaos. It's hard. I, I don't advise it. Yeah. I don't like it. Three is good. <laughs> Three is a good number. Three is a solid. Three is a good number. And they've just sort of like. Over time, they it's like, oh, this dog needs. You meet people who bring dogs, and dogs come, and you know. They, meet, so. they bring dogs, and they just leave. And my son likes dog dogs, or? and you know. Yeah, I mean, so he's know. there. So I have five dogs and a son half the time. So it's, it's great. <laughs> uh, everybody on the podcast, uh, this is goodbye, but you can continue as a member, and we'll be with you for another half hour or so. But thank you for joining us, and we hope that you will join us again. And uh, we love you and miss you. <laughs> Until next time. Don't forget to call. Bye. <laughs> bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this free clip of Old School. To get the full episodes and more exclusive content, become a TYT member today. You'll love it. Join now at tyt.com slash join.